Hey everybody, it's Kendra the Vet Tech here and I'm here today with Kristen. She's a registered veterinary technician and what we're going to talk about today is coping with pregnancy on the job. So this is a field that is predominantly female being a credentialed veterinary technician and so pregnancy is something that we deal with pretty frequently. So welcome Kristen. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So Kristen is our zoo technician friend, but she is also <laughs> expecting, she's expecting in June, I believe. Is that right? Yep. End of June-ish. End of June. End of June-ish. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it tends to be whenever these little ones whenever decide he feels, to show up. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I wish someone could tell me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So for, for today, we're just going to talk about kind of what that's like, how, how it is being pregnant and working as a veterinary technician. I myself, my little guy is one and a half now. So, so I'm a, quite a bit further away than Kristen is right now from <laughs> being pregnant, but we're going to talk about that today and just our experiences and let you guys know that you're not alone. This is a time when your hormones are all whacked out. And <laughs> I find that technicians just as people were very, highly driven people that work very, very hard. And so pregnancy can bring on a drastic change for you. I know it did for me. I don't know. How are you feeling about things, Kristen? Definitely the same. We have what we call, and uh, my coworkers and I call tech pride. Yeah. Uh, all, all technicians have it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a disease and an illness that we carry. Um, and it's just kind of being, you know, independent. We want to do things efficiently. We want to do it by ourselves. Uh, I want to be able to not have, you know, have to bother our coworkers who are also doing the same thing. So that was, that's a huge, huge difference for me, for sure, is trying to, trying to let go of my tech pride, which is difficult. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's, and like I said, the hormones, I remember the very first time I ever cried on the job was when <laughs> I, <laughs> I was about seven weeks pregnant, oh, my morning sickness, which was not morning sickness for me. I don't know how it's been for you, but mine was 24 seven sickness. Oh. Um, I was helping treat a sheep in a trailer and I had like <laughs> coats on and coveralls on cause it was cold outside, but it all of a sudden just got super hot in this trailer. And I just <laughs> totally broke down crying. And I remember <laughs> the vet was like, so I know you're not really telling anybody outside of work that you're pregnant, but I told that client if that's okay, because I felt like I needed to explain why you left crying. And I was like, yes, yes, that is totally fine. And um, the, the tech pride, as, as you just spoke of it, was just obliterated in that um, moment. So <laughs> it is, it is it, that pregnancy is the one thing that can just break down the strongest of people. So <laughs> For sure. I, I'm with you. I haven't, I honestly was very, very, very lucky. Uh, my morning sickness was not really bad. Um, I had a couple days where I was kind of, blech, but other than that, I really did not struggle a whole ton with that. Um, I was afraid <laughs> that that was going to be the case. There's a lot of very strange smells that we encounter. Yeah. Smells get me um, a little bit now. That's pretty much my, been my biggest concern with a lot of things is I'm like, is that going to smell? Cause I can't, <laughs> I can't handle the smell. And that's been, you know, throughout the whole thing, not just in the beginning. So, so, but other than that, I, yeah, I'm, I do not envy your 
morning sickness, but definitely the the random um, unexplained personality changes. Are <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> yes, this is true. Yeah, I I would also have days, you know, since I was so sick in my first trimester, I, I would just look like death warmed over, and I'd just be like <laughs> sitting at a computer working on some medical records, and somebody would come by and they'd be like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> Like, yeah, why no. like you look really pale right now. Yeah, it's okay. It'll go away eventually. Um, you know, we had actually two of us who have been pregnant about the same um my coworker's about three weeks ahead of me. Oh. She's actually currently gone now. She's out. She's she's left us for for having her child, but um it she would wear she had much much worse morning sickness than I did. Um, and she would wear those motion sickness bands. They oh, were her. the C bands. Yeah. I, that's uh-huh. what I had to do. Yeah. Yeah. She, she liked those a lot. Um, I think I, I stole them from her one day. She was feeling good and I was not. <laughs> so we traded. Um, but yeah, those worked for her. Other than that, though, we saw a ginger ale, a lot of looking like death. Yeah. <laughs> crackers. Yeah. <laughs> that. I tried the the little preggy drops, the pregnancy drops. Things. I tried those as well. They worked really well for me for the first couple of days. And then they made the nausea worse. My body I, was like, yep. no, no, no. That's exactly what happened to me. So I had them, I had them for probably a week. And then now I'm like, I can't even like, I'm like, I never want to have those again. Yes. I never <laughs> want to see those ever again. Disgusting. Yeah. And all it is is sugar. So yeah. <laughs> doesn't make any sense, but that is pregnancy. Nothing makes sense. There are no rules. It's yeah. just yep. C bands and powering through was yep. that was absolutely for me. Absolutely. So what about let's talk a little bit about additional PPE, personal protective equipment. And you know, I know with the whole COVID thing that's been going on, there are some differences just in day-to-day life. Absolutely. But you were pregnant before then. So let's talk was. about <laughs> Let's talk about before then. What kind of PPE did you decide to wear as you when you found out that you were pregnant? So as far as extra PPE, I I don't feel like I really have a whole ton of examples of like things that I really um, added. I more avoided <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So in, at least for us, we decided that pregnant technicians will not do radiographs. Um, so I have not done those. I have, just haven't been in on them at all, and including our dental unit, which doesn't even have a ton of radiation. So we're just yeah. trying to be pretty careful there. Um, so not doing, I know there are some technicians who will wear, you know, special gowns and stuff. And, um, and I know there's some research being done out there on those things. And even my doctor was like, you know, it might not be as um, harmful as we once thought it was, but it's better to just avoid it if you have the staff and you're able to do that just don't do those um yeah. for a little while that's that's what i did in mixed animal practice is i avoided radiographs my first trimester and then from there on out i double gowned which ooh, in the summertime uh-huh. when you're very pregnant and you're trying to take x-rays on a horse's feet and you're wearing right. two gowns oh man sometimes it's like maybe this is better just to not be something that pregnant <laughs> Pregnant people do for exactly if you have that luxury, yeah, just right, stay away. Exactly. So that's kind of what we're doing. Um, also, so like you said, I'm in a zoo, so our anesthesia is a little bit different. A lot of times, I'm riding in a vehicle with an anesthetized creature. So um, what we've done there is 
I will wear a respirator if I need to be in the car with a, or in the van. We're not, we're not riding in the car. Um, in the van with an, with somebody who's anesthetized just to protect from um, anesthetic gas. But if we're not in the van, um, I will just stay away from, you know, if we're going to mask something down or use a chamber, um, I'll have another technician do that first and then I'll step in or step closer to the head once we're tubed and ready to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think that was definitely one that, that we're trying to, we also, for our, for our uh, amphibians, we mix, I, this is, I'm not sure. I think this is pretty common to do. We mix some isoflurane with some gel and we put it on topically because they breathe through their skin. Uh So um, that is very potent. So for those things, definitely respirator or get out of the room till yeah. it down. Um, yeah. And that was what, at first, well, I was kind of pregnant during a tricky time where in the mixed animal practice I was in when I was, the time of year that I was pregnant, it was baby season. So lambing and kidding was a, a really big thing that was going on at that time. And for those two things, you need different masks that don't cross protect. So in order for a pregnant person to be safe against any potential transmiss- transmittable diseases in placenta, you have to wear an N95 rated mask, but to be protected against the anesthetic gases, because the clinic I was in at the time had a pass passive scavenging system. So there wasn't an active Mm -hmm. fan pulling those exhaust gases out. So the respirator that I had to wear to protect against the gases was different. So I found myself just avoiding anesthesia altogether while I was pregnant. Okay. Just at the direction of my OB because there wasn't that active fan pulling the gases out. And then there wasn't a mask that protected against both things. That's an interesting situation. Yeah. It was very complicated. (laughs) I would not have thought about Yeah. Thankfully, I know there actually are a lot of places where the anesthesia is just out out for pregnant people. Mm -hmm. Um, And for us, obviously, that's, (laughs) for most practices, that's going to be difficult to lose a technician, you know, to to do those things. But if you can, I mean, the thing I kind of keep telling myself is that this child has no choice what I do. <laughs> so I'm just trying to do the best I can, um, yeah. keep him as safe as possible, but you know. Yeah. And that's what I would like wrong. to, yeah, I would really like to encourage other pregnant women to, to remember that, that it is your child. It is your choice. If you feel like something is not safe for them, you shouldn't feel bad about making a decision for your unborn child that you think will keep them safe and get them into this world. So don't ever feel bad about making those decisions that are tough decisions in the moment, but need to be made. You may not feel like it yet, but you're their mom. So you get to, (laughs) you get to be the one that makes the decisions and not let anybody make you feel bad about it for sure. Definitely. You kind of already have started touching on this, but what about modifying the workload? As you've become more pregnant, right? How has your workload been modified for you? So the first part of my pregnancy was pretty easy to be like, most things are the same. I mean, it's, you don't feel super like you can't lift things and do things and you can. And then at least my doctor was okay with, you can lift whatever you need to, 
as long as you feel comfortable lifting it, which for me, again, the tech pride. Yeah. I needed a little bit to be like, okay, normally I do feel comfortable with this, but I'm just going to take a little step back. I have great teams. So most of them were like not letting me do things anyway, which I know. Mad. <laughs> I remember the veterinarians I was working with when I was pregnant, we would end up splitting off into pairs. And so whatever doctor had me that day, I felt like they were babysitting me. They were like, have you drank enough water today? Uh, oh, don't lift that. I got it. <laughs> and it was just kind of hilarious. Yes. I definitely laugh a lot. I, the, several of the, uh, of the people that I work with are men, which I just, it, it makes me laugh more than anything. Cause they just don't know quite exactly how to handle but they want help and they just want to do everything. And you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be. I'm like, I'm sitting. I let, you know, it's not, it's okay. I'm not like dying. I just, ha I'm just, just creating a life. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> so reassuring them was a lot of my day um, that I was doing fine. So yeah, having a good team was a big part of it, but modifying as far as modifying, no radiographs, no heavy lifting. Um, I, have a couple I usually train with this might sound silly to people who work with <laughs> with a large animal all the time but we do training with our donkeys for voluntary blood draws I don't know how many people have worked with donkeys but they uh, don't voluntarily do really anything this is so, true yeah so um we have two little cuties who just really don't enjoy it and so we've really been working to try to make it more of a positive experience for them um and just not you know no real restraint just kind of letting them allow us to do that so i actually gave up my donkeys um to another technician to work with just because when we get to the point of um of our coggins testing i will be about nine months pregnant <laughs> sometimes they get frustrated with us and so just for safety reasons and things like Things like that. So situations where there could be harm, there could be kicking, yeah. um, those types of things. Definitely staying out of those. And I don't think anybody would let me if I tried at this point. So, um, but I think a lot of the stuff that I do is pretty much the same. I try to wear gloves a little more often, for sure. Definitely drugs that we're working with uh, that could be potentially harmful, obviously. Um, not working with those or making sure I have correct PPE for those things. Yeah. Those were things, all things that I experienced as well. You know, the drugs was a big thing, making sure I didn't touch some of the reproductive drugs mm -hmm. and, and yeah, the heavy lifting. Um, but I distinctly remember though, I had some things that kind of went on with my pregnancy. I ended up at 39 weeks when I was induced, I ended up measuring 45 weeks. So oh my I got, yeah, <laughs> I got pretty big, pretty oh. fast. So I distinctly remember I was actually 24 weeks and I had squatted down to do a hind limb bandage on a horse. And I was like, I can't breathe. This child is like so big. <laughs> He's shoving up into my chest here. So, you know, and then I also noticed at that same point that if the horse would have moved quickly, I think my center of gravity at that point was, it was so far gone that I don't know that I could have moved quickly enough. Gotten out of the way. Yeah, exactly. So that was a mm -hmm. challenge for me. I, there was also a rash of pregnancies when I was pregnant there were three other women that were pregnant within the same year. So we were a little more spread out, but 
you know, a lot of them worked well up until the end. I mean, I think one of them stopped at eight months or maybe two of them stopped at eight months. And so I was happy to go on, but you know, the reality of it is everybody experiences pregnancy differently. Absolutely. That's what you will hear over and over and over in your pregnancy too. Yeah. In any part of it, any symptom, anything that your doctor will tell you, every pregnancy is different and it's the exact same thing at work. So don't compare yourself to other people. Um, You know, I, we have another girl who's had two babies and she's just the most stoic, uh, you know, she yeah. doesn't complain. She doesn't do anything. And, and it's like nothing's happening to them. <laughs> right. Not that I'm running around like, oh, I'm dying or anything, but she is just, she's hard to follow as a pregnant person. But I, you know, you just have to not compare yourself <laughs> because every pregnancy is different. And even yeah. her two pregnancies were different. So yeah. Yeah. My, my tech parade, as you call it, was totally <laughs> ruined that I had to step back and just rely more heavily mm-hmm. on training, it actually worked out really great because I had a, a little assistant that was just starting. And so she just followed me around for four weeks. <laughs> and I just was like, here, do this, now do, do this. that, do this. <laughs> um, so it worked great for her, you know, for training. And mm-hmm. then I also kind of felt like I was still able to do a little bit, but you just, you really have to not compare yourself to everybody else. Absolutely. Everybody experiences it differently and it doesn't always work out as you hope it would either. Yes. Yeah. And you might think, oh, I'm going to be, when I get pregnant, I'm going to be the most, and it it all goes out the window. Yeah, totally. Just allow yourself to, to have the experience and, you know, be thankful that you can be safe if you need to be safe and just give your, cut yourself some slack. Yeah. Those are all fantastic recommendations that, yes. So what are your plans, Kristen? Do you have maternity leave all planned out? Like how long you're going to do that? Are you planning on coming back to work full-time, part-time? I definitely uh, am planning to come back full-time. My plan for the moment, um, and some of this is a little bit weird because of the current situation, which is a pandemic that hopefully most people will not have to deal with (laughs) at this point in their pregnancy. But um, my, our original plan was 12 weeks um, 12 weeks maternity. So as soon as he's born, I will start FMLA. I'm sure everybody's pretty familiar with that. Anybody who has benefits knows you get 12 weeks to have your job. So, um, we're going to utilize all of that. I have, we were lucky enough to kind of pre-plan. We, we were trying to have a baby. So, um, I know sometimes it's not quite as planned and you're not really ready, um, as far as what you have saved up for sick time and vacation and all those things. Um, but we knew what was coming. So I do have quite a bit of sick time that I can use. Um, and when you use FMLA, you are required to use your sick time. So I'll be doing 12 weeks, hopefully as soon as he's here. If, you know, I get put on bed rest before that point or something, then obviously I will have to start early, which we're just crossing our fingers that that is not going to happen. But, um, Also, we have utilized short-term disability. I don't know how much people are really familiar with that, but it's kind of nice to have even if you aren't planning to get pregnant just in case something happens. Um, Well, I think that's a great thing to point out because I did not know about that. I I really didn't do my homework, uh, to be quite honest. We were just like, hey, let's have a kid. And we did. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's a great point. The short-term disability is awesome, especially if you are in 
for instance, a private practice setting where they don't provide you with any type of sick or vacation leave mm-hmm. into those options. And there's usually a time frame. Kristen, you might know this better than I do, but I'm there's some type of time frame attached to that. You can't just apply for it today and get it tomorrow. Right. Exactly. Um, so if you, I think it's, this is a while ago that I had to know that, but um, I know that I think you have a, a set amount of months before. So if I were to get short-term disability, if I were to sign up for it at my benefits meeting, I would have a certain amount of months before I could get pregnant and utilize it. So if I, yeah, like Kendra said, if if I sign up for it and then tomorrow I got pregnant, I couldn't actually use it for that. So if you are planning that, if you aren't planning, but you, you know, it, it works for a lot of things that are not pregnancy. So, and it's not, at least in my situation, it's not super expensive to have. It's I think it's $17 a month or something like that. Yeah. So, so having it, I think is worth it just in, in case, but definitely I really recommend looking into that. If you're considering getting pregnant, if you already are pregnant and you don't, I'm sorry, but maybe the next time, <laughs> maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that definitely think that that was helpful. And uh, so also, this is a little fun tip. My husband and I work at the same place. Um, he's a zookeeper. So I don't know. I don't know how common that is for people. But if if you are a person who works with your husband, FMLA has a little bit different rules for you as far as babies. Uh, so we were under the impression we both get 12 weeks. Um, he was not planning to take 12 weeks as well, but we were planning on him using some of that time to be with us at home before we go back to work. If you work in the same place, a baby is considered an event and you actually have to share your 12 weeks for. Oh, wow. Events. Yeah. So you only get 12 weeks combined. So basically if I was gone for 12 weeks, he doesn't get any time FMLA wise. So what we ended up doing, and luckily we found out about this pretty early on, but we didn't know about it before the baby. So it would have been nice to, to make sure we knew that. So I'm telling anybody out there, yeah, one person. <laughs> make sure you look, look into yeah, look all into the laws that. And- yes, exactly. And, and it might be different too. We work in a zoo, like I said, so it's, so there's, it's more of a, it's a bigger company. So the way that they do things is sometimes a little bit different. And, but I, I definitely think this rule is technically in place to protect small businesses. So I'm sure people in private practice will also run into it. Um, what we ended up doing is he is using vacation. So he doesn't have to utilize FMLA to do that. So he'll be off with us for a few weeks anyway. Um, but, but we were definitely surprised to find out that he would not have his own 12 weeks. Yeah. And there's other things, you know, that you might be able to find kind of ways to, to be able to do some FMLA for, we could do it as if your doctor recommends that your husband take care of you, that's a separate event. Right. So if you had a C-section or something like that, we probably could get um, a note from a doctor saying that he needs to be home for that, which would, he would be able to utilize his own 12 weeks in that case. But Anyway, just a weird little thing that we learned along the way. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a great thing. And they're all good points to bring up because you're absolutely right, especially 
with your first one, it's just this big grand adventure and you don't really know a ton about it. (laughs) Absolutely. And thankfully I had coworkers that had recently had babies. And so they were really helpful. The short-term disability, my coworker was like, you need to sign up for this. Also our HR department is really good about being like here, here's some resources. Um, They talked about that short-term disability with us too. Um, So definitely, definitely having people to to chat with about it are helpful. Yeah. Educate yourself about it. Definitely. And for me, I, after my little kiddo was born, I did go back to work when he was around 10 weeks old. I was just really chomping at the bit to get back to work and get back to things. But then I found once I went back to work, it was maybe a little bit too soon. So all those crazy hormones that you have during pregnancy, you still have them and they're different Mm -hmm. (laughs) postpartum. So that was a really different experience for me being a driven and hardworking person to have this little Mm -hmm. tiny human that was now dictating my feelings and how I felt about things. So that was a change. And I stayed home with him for a few months afterwards and I think that was a good thing for me, but it was very unexpected. Pre-pregnancy me would have never, ever believed that about myself. So have grace with yourself as you're changing and growing with your new little family and realize that the life as you saw it before is extremely different now. None of it is the same. And it's okay. That's okay. Definitely the giving yourself grace is huge. Yeah. To me too. I just, just allowing yourself to be like, Hey, maybe this is, I'm such a planner. I, this, it is a curse. Um, I want to just know what's happening and yes. be able to plan it out. And I'm like, okay, I can handle anything as long as I can just make a plan. And so, mm-hmm. you know, feeling like I, like I'm out of control or if I don't know what's going on or if I change plans, it's really hard for me. So giving yourself grace is huge. Yes. Because let me just tell you, it's all out of control. It just, <laughs> I, I'm exactly like you. I, I like to have plans. I like to know what's going on. I'm very type A. I like to have control of everything. And there is no control once your life starts being dictated by the teeny weeny human. And it starts when they're in your belly. Yeah. So that was just, Absolutely. that was just kind of all I wanted to get out there with this episode today, guys, is you guys are not alone when you're dealing with pregnancy and trying to cope with veterinary medicine. Our job is so physically demanding that when you physically start to change because of something like pregnancy, everything changes and it's okay. It's okay. And you're going to feel bad about that. And you're going to feel sad and you're going to feel lost. And all of that is okay. Those are all normal emotions. Make sure, please, if you're feeling extreme emotions. You talk with your doctor about it and get yourself checked out and taken care of because now you have your teeny weeny human to think about and take care of Mm -hmm. as well. That's so true. So for a tip today, Kristen, I'd like for us to leave some pregnancy hacks for me. Mine is maternity clothes. I fought those (laughs) things for so long. And then when I got into them, I was like, what is this fantastic mm. sorcery? So just switch yes. into the maternity clothes. They just make do it job. early. Yeah, they <laughs> make 
you know, the bending and squatting and getting up and down, oh, it's so much easier when you're in those maternity clothes. So that's my for today is just get into those suckers. What about you, That's a great tip. Great tip. Also for yours, just to tack on, utilize if you have coworkers who are similar to you and they are willing to let you have some. I think all of my, um, we have to wear a special uniform and khakis is one of the Ah. parts of it. So I don't think I bought any. They definitely just people from all over the zoo were were bringing me maternity khakis, which is amazing because you can't find any, you can't find any with pockets. You can't find any with belt loops. So, so definitely utilizing other people for that. Um, For me, I would say a graph. The hardest thing for me right now is bending down. Um, and I have to squat all the time and it's hard to get back up and all of those things. So, um, a grabber, as stupid as it sounds, just get a grabber. We actually have several, so that's why I utilize it in the first place, but that is so helpful to me. And I, uh, or, you know, waiting until I'm done with the task. I have the dropsies I've always had. I just am the worst about it. Everyone on my team knows that about me. Um, I'm a little bit destructive, which is not a great trait for an RBT, but and we make it work. Um, so I'll wait till I'm kind of done with the task before I, before I get down on the floor to pick up whatever I drop. Because usually it may take you a while to get back up. <laughs> it will, and also I usually drop more than one thing. <laughs> we'll just wait just till pick I'm done. Up your pile when you're done. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so those are my tips that the best I can think of. Well, that wraps us up for this episode, guys. I hope you guys have taken something away from this to help deal with coping with pregnancy while you're working as a veterinary technician a little bit better. So thank you so much, Kristen, for being with us today and sharing your pregnancy experiences so far. Really appreciate you being here. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. Well, you can catch me at Kendra the Vet Tech on Facebook and Instagram. If you guys have any questions or any follow-up ideas or questions you'd like for future podcast episodes, I can also be reached at KendraTheVetTech at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. <laughs>